Extra Life unites thousands of gamers around the world to play games in support of their local Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Since its inception in 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $40 million for sick and injured kids. Visit geektherapy.com slash extra life to learn more and join us on November 7th in raising funds to help kids. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Osir Cardona, and I'm joined by Lara Taylor. Hey. And Lynn Keller. Yo, what's up? Yo. It's October. It's spooky October. season. So what are we talking about? Spooky. Spooky? It's that, my week, and I demand that we talk about the very important, controversial topic of our time. Spooky? Spooky? Spooky. <laughs> question? No, is it a question? Yeah. <laughs> so there's room for debate. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I wanted, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, but I love Halloween and spooky season and horror movies and horror games and all of that monster goodness. Oh, very nice. I like your, your jack-o'-lantern. Made out um, of Lego. Hell yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to talk about it because I always want to talk about it. But it's also, um, it's, a, it's a little weird this year. Um, 2020 has uh, put a vibe, a new vibe onto the Halloween vibe. Um, and so I, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it with you guys and, uh, you know, check in, see if you've watched any good spooky stuff lately or played anything. What is What is the... What's the new vibe? What's what's different about the usual vibe? I'm not entirely sure. It is difficult to define. In some ways, it's like it doesn't feel as spooky season as it has in previous years at this date. And I think part of that is like real life is kind of scary. Um, I think there's also because, you know, especially in... America, our our pandemic is still going. And so for a lot of people, the uh, traditional Halloween get togethers and trick or treating and all of that stuff like isn't happening. And so I think it just it puts a it puts a weird vibe on it. It's different. Uh, Not necessarily in a, well, a little bit in a bad way. I miss spending time with my friends watching horror movies. But um, yeah. I think just having the world feels a little bit like a, a pandemic horror movie is like, I don't need to watch more horror. I'm already living it. It's good. <laughs> but then it's the season. So it's like I feel I feel obligated to watch extra spooky stuff. Hmm. I hadn't put so much thought into it. So I'm going to have I'm in a stream of consciousness here. With you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. You know, in 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 scary movies, when you wake up after the thing has happened, when there's like a big thing, and like it's either the zombies, right? And then you wake up the next day, and like it's it's the the streets are empty, there's nothing there, or you know you're watching the movie, you know that something has changed, right? Like mm-hmm. something is different. I remember that feeling the day after the election in 2016. Hmm. Yes, I, I remember living in an, a in a predominantly black neighborhood, and walking outside, and I don't, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but my memory of it is that at that moment, I felt it was like living through. It's like whatever Get Out does as a horror movie. I felt like I was living it in a way, right? It was like, oh wait a minute, like all of a sudden I, I feel like I might be associated with this thing that just happened, just because of the way that I look. Like like racism was like. I could feel it in a way that I'd never felt it before. Um, and that's that's 2016. Like, there are multiple versions of this psychological horror film or this anthology series that have been going on for the past four years. <laughs> and I remember when Trump won and there were all of these uh, TV shows that were political dramas or even comedies talking about how we can't make up stuff that is weirder or more absurd than the things that are actually happening right now so our job Mm -hmm. just got really really hard yeah onion satirical articles are getting shared 
all over the place and taken as fact because it's really <laughs> hard to distinguish between yeah. what is real and what is not. Yeah, yeah. It's like I remember um, interviews with the, the creators of Veep. They were like, we made up some crazy stuff on the show that ended up actually happening during this campaign or shortly after. And like, then they wrapped up the show and it was like, they did what they could, but it was like the world had changed, right? It was like, how can Mm -hmm. you, the idea was that we were being ridiculous and now it seems like we're being realistic. (laughs) So I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, um, I'm wondering uh, because I'm, I'm not as, um, into horror culture. So I don't, I don't follow those articles or, or, or that, or that medium as much. I'm wondering if there have been, if you've seen conversations like that about like how it's really hard to make horror content when the world you're living in is terrifying. Like there was conversation, like I would consider the handmaid's tale, a horror show. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the world started looking like it was moving towards the handmaid's tale. Right. And like, there were a lot of those comparisons and actually this is, I, I do actually remember them talking about that. It's like, Oh, our show became way more relevant after 2016 than it was when it originally started mm-hmm. because now people see their people can relate to it you weren't supposed to relate to handmaid's tale <laughs> that was supposed to be the the weirdest the, thing that could happen the, that's it's your nightmare scenario happen. right sort of sort sort of I was, yeah. Mar- margaret atwood w- wrote it with the intention of being like this seems like way out of you know our world but everything that happens in that book has happened in real life true 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 yeah not necessarily all together at the same time but everything has happened already and so it's like that is the horror is like Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's like oh we're 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 gonna turn into that Uh oh (laughs) oh god that wasn't supposed to be instructions yeah (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a challenge, right? It wasn't like I dare you to do, to to do this. Yeah, that's that's probably a better way to put it. Um, uh, but yeah, but I, it's I've definitely seen in in horror in the past four years there has been um, more willingness to sort of engage with the the social aspects of horror like you brought up get out before and us um lovecraft country just finished their first season those are all like very explicitly talking about like the horror of being an oppressed race um and they hit hard and i don't know if they hit harder given the context of real life or if it's just like it was always going to hit that hard regardless because it's so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not finished with Lovecraft Country yet, but I watched, um, I think I'm on episode six now. Uh, But yeah, it's like very much looking at the horror of our own history and the way that we have treated, and I say we meaning white people, um, have treated minorities and people who are different than us and that a lot of our baseline fears come from the system will change so that we become the oppressed people and that is what white people find scary and it's like okay but when you're already living under it it's like what scares you is a little bit different and i think it's really really cool we're getting to see more media that's sort of exploring this stuff and getting more stories involved. Um, the episode I just watched was about a Korean woman in, uh, I guess they were in Korea. It was the Korean War. They're fighting Koreans. Um, and it touches on like family dynamics. It touches on, you know, racial relationships. It touches on how sex can be weaponized. It talks about how, you know, even though they, in Lovecraft Country, they're like, monsters are real. It's like what ends up being the most horrifying thing is always man and their systems doing something nightmarish to other people. Um, 
I, I don't know. I feel like personally, my own journey the past four years of, you know, becoming more socially aware and actually getting invested in politics and everything. Um, I really like all of this stuff, getting to talk about it. It is um, uncomfortable, but in a way that I enjoy. Does horror, has horror ever played that role for you before? Like that it helped you in some way make sense of or uh, even discuss the world or your life or um i mean yes i don't know i'm trying to think of a specific example from my younger years like for me like psychological horror and, and thrillers and things like that are would would be terrifying because it's the ones that are realistic, the ones that are it's like a murder, a house invasion, a kidnapping, things like that. It's like, oh, that shit can happen for real. And that's that's terrifying. I don't want to go through that. Monsters and stuff like that, it's it's for me that falls more into the fantasy category and like it doesn't usually connect in a in a in a way where it would scare me because it's tapping into real fears. Right. And I think so many <laughs> real fears have come um, to life in, in in the last four years. Things that, and like we're all around the same age, we all have we have many similarities between us, and so our experiences in in some things are, are similar. Um, and and so, based on that, right? It's like that's the context really that we're discussing. It's like you said, like none of us are black, so. The, the portrayal of the black experience on news media recently has been much more accurate, right, than it has been before. And so representations in movies like Get Out and other things that we've talked about before, it's like it's it's important and it's 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 almost novel for for all the white people, right? But it's it's not for the black people. It's like, hey, no, these are the stories we told we were this is the the real stories that we were telling ourselves and these are our fears and they're coming true now um oh there's a there's a movie i don't did you ever see the movie from i can't remember now i'll google it but um but yeah that's part of uh, i'll stop there <laughs> while i google google Google, Google. You guys keep talking while I, while I Google. Okay. Hey, he's, Laura, he's ha, have you been watching Bly Manor? Yes, I have been watching Bly Manor. I'm only three episodes in because I live with someone who doesn't like scary things. <laughs> and I don't have much room to watch it on my own or time to watch it on my own. Mm -hmm. um, people have been... I really enjoyed uh, Hill House. That mm -hmm. was like golden. So excited about it. So scary. This people are saying is not Bly Manor isn't as scary. It's I to me it's scarier. Like it's creepier. There are children with British accents that are precocious and everything is what is it? Uh delightfully splendid. <laughs> oh, it's, oh my gosh. Oh, perfectly splendid. Um I haven't gotten like I said, I haven't gotten that far, but I am enjoying it. Um, I like that it's less jump scary, um, yes. and and more creep creeptastic. Uh, I don't know how spooky times for me this year feel a lot like they usually do. We went to a pumpkin patch and we got a pumpkin, and eee. like we're gonna carve the pumpkin this year. Every year we take a step toward actually carving a pumpkin. Last year we got a pumpkin and it got moldy before Halloween, so we couldn't we can carve it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we got a pumpkin. We're gonna carve it for us. We're gonna put it out. Um, we usually don't go to Halloween parties, so. I'll be watching scary stuff and maybe we'll watch uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown because that's more Nina's jam. So, um, yeah. We haven't brought out our spooky uh, decorations, probably because they're buried behind a whole bunch of other stuff right now. But um, I don't know. Like, people talk about Halloween being canceled. It's not canceled. 
It's not canceled. It's you canceled. can still do cool things with your kids at home. <laughs> That's not Halloween. It's yes, it is. Smaller. No. no. <laughs> that is Halloween. Halloween. Halloween is not canceled. It is just um, suspended until further notice. <laughs> my, not my expelled. Friend, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My friend is making a Halloween pinata for her kids so that they That's can cute. still do candy. And like other people are doing scavenger hunts at their house. So it's kind of like Easter. Um, do like there that. are places where people are insisting on doing trick or treating, but like I've seen people do like. Here I'm putting bags out, individual bags for kids, and I'm gonna watch from my window and wave, kind of thing. I heard, eh. I heard an idea of somebody. I don't know if this is actually gonna happen anywhere, but somebody's saying like this year instead of the kids dressing up and walking around the streets, they should stand out inside, out in front of their house, and people should drive by and throw candy at them. Mm-hmm. They don't interact, but you still get to see all the cute kids in their costumes. You get that's, to throw stuff at people. Yeah, and you get to throw stuff at people. <laughs> I mean, I go to used to go to parades as a kid, and you get candy thrown at you. You know, like it's cool. Um, I mean, there are so many things that people are doing. We actually we were going to go to a haunted drive-through thing, big thing in the Bay Area. Uh, sounded really cool, but there's they sold out of tickets a while Aww. ago, so we don't get to go. Uh, but I've heard it's super awesome. Um, I know, like, and this is jumping ahead to Christmassy times, but, like, towns are doing, like, we're gonna put lights up for Christmas. I'm like, we should have been planning ahead and doing that for Halloween. And I drove through a neighborhood recently that had a bunch of Halloween decorations up, and that was so cool to see that people are still doing that. Um, cause that's kind of what we can do safely. <laughs> One of our neighbors <laughs> has two skeletons sitting in lawn chairs on their front, their front lawn wearing the paper masks and holding beer bottles. I think it's very cute. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, I mean, the big thing this year was the 12 foot skeleton from Home Depot. Like, that's cool. It's a treasure. I really, I really want one. I really want it. I also really want one. <laughs> yeah. A coworker was telling me that because we're inside all the time, because time is meaningless now, that she said she was going to um, aggressively decorate to, so, to to mark the passage of time and, and mm-hmm. season. And I can I can see a lot of people doing that. Um I was like, you always see like the same background for me. So I was like, well, I was going to buy it. I was like, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to decorate my office in like Halloween stuff. And then the more I thought about it, you know my how I am about like digital versus buying things and like accumulating stuff. So I ended up thinking, no, wait a minute. I'll just do it in Lego. I'll decorate. I'll, I'll make up. I'll make different things for in Lego for Halloween. And then I'll like that jack-o'-lantern. I'll make it into a regular pumpkin for, for after, for November 1st. And then through, through, uh, through the rest of the fall and then I'll switch it up and I'll make it more, more uh, holiday festively something for later. Mm-hmm. And, and that way I'm not just having a, a box full of um, decorations in a, in a corner somewhere, but, but I want to embrace it. So, so I have, I, I want to make a few more things so I can, you know, just at least do something to, to, to help, and it does mark, mark the passage of time. Um, yeah. I, I've talked to clients who had to go back into their office to grab something, and the cubicles were still St. Patrick's Day um, because that's how long we've been at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, we have to – not just our, our holiday decorations, but we have a few quilts that we put on the back of our couch, and one of them is a um, – my, my stepmom made all of them. One – that we switched to on my birthday, which is the equinox. So when it gets fall time, we put Nina's quilt on the back of the couch because it has a uh, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and it's all fall themed. And uh, my stepmom put a, a block of Nina's coloring work that she did for Snoopy for peanuts on the back. So um, that's our, that's our fall time, Halloweeny time. And then we get, when we get to Christmas, then it goes into a different quilt. But um, that's how we mark time. So, yeah, I get that. Aggressively decorate. Do it. Yeah, I mean, that 
that is part of the root of Halloween anyways, is, is uh, you know, a cultural thing that we do to sort of celebrate, you know, passage of time, the preparation for the winter that is coming, the, um, gosh, I can't even remember what it was from, some sort of fantasy something that they're talking about. Oh, wait, what was it? It was... My brain. Oh, no, it was It was in the beginning of... It was one of the earlier episodes of Bly House. They talk about um, having a big old bonfire and throwing in the the memories of people who have died. Mm-hmm. Uh, things Things that you haven't been able to let go. And she framed it as you have to drop off some of it because you can't carry everything through through the winter. And I really liked that framing. Um, gosh, I am really going to miss the social aspect, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, obviously, it's, Halloween is a, a time to think about death and dying stuff. It's, um, you know, Dia de los Muertos is the first of November, so right after Halloween. Um, watch Coco if you haven't seen it yet. That's a great movie. Um, and that's that's all about sort of the the spooky season and, and being a transition period um, seasonally and for people and for whole lives. It's like kind of beautiful. So... So Halloween for lots of people, it's like it's some people's favorite holiday. Like it's it's we talked before about it being canceled or not canceled. But like how how can we how can we still enjoy it right now when without all of that stuff? I mean we've 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 given a few suggestions, but like like what what are your plans for trying um, to enjoy a holiday that you really like? Because I because we can't keep we can't let 2020 keep taking things right like like if if halloween goes by and we didn't enjoy it then it's like damn it 2020 took something else so what are we doing that's not a super spreader events <laughs> even if it's not the same <laughs> yeah, yeah what yeah. are we doing yeah yeah i mean I i'm planning on, I on heard... having a a zoom zoom party with people so we'll get to see each other just not in person what else? Anything? Costumes? I know some people are going to be dressing up. I will probably do the same thing I've done uh, <laughs> several times in the past few years is just wear my, my tiger onesie and say that I'm a tiger. Uh, <laughs> it's a very easy costume. Very I have comfy. quite a few onesies. Very See? comfy costumes. So easy. Maybe I'll be so- Rocket Raccoon again this year. Perfect. <laughs> um, you know, going to CVS and buying candy with the intention of just eating the whole bag yourself you're not I even that. This you year, don't even have no, to give it to the children yeah there's no lying to yourself about like oh this is for the kids like you can really be honest with yourself this year and just be like i'm going to eat all of the candy out of this bag that i want and then we like maybe about, i'll give the other candy away <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um passage of time this is the beginning of the reese's like pumpkin tree heart egg season this is this is my favorite time of year uh so i went to walgreens and the bags of the pumpkins were buy one get one free already (laughs) they'll be buy one get three free on november 1st so if you can hold out just a little bit uh usually those ones are gone by november 1st i've never seen the the Reese's pumpkin make it through halloween yeah they're too good they're too good they're too good and then they have the ones with the Reese's pieces inside now too Crunchy. Candy. Mm-hmm. Candy. So yeah, I already have my Halloween candy. I've thought about it. If I go on my balcony and I see children walking down the street, I could just throw candy at them from the balcony. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's my candy. Yeah, I mean, there is that aspect of like, I'm I'm an adult and so a lot of 
the things that I do for Halloween, I can still do is, you know, watching scary movies. I can just, I can do that. I can buy myself booze to make a fancy beverage that glows in the dark or whatever. I can, you know, buy my own snacks, buy my own, you know, whatever. And if you were on top of it, you could have got tickets for a haunted (laughs) drive-thru. Spooky spooky drive-thru, all sorts of stuff. But it's, I, I do, I do feel sad for the kids Mm -hmm. um especially kids who are in that that age range where i would guess like between nine and eleven where it's like they're old enough to have memories of previous halloweens so like they are very aware of how different this year is to other years um of course that only really applies to uh you know, people who celebrate Halloween. There are people who don't. Um, there's also, you know, <laughs> there were many years I was, uh, my family was very poor. And so our Halloween celebration was um, different than Halloween celebrations of my wealthier friends' families. So I guess I shouldn't feel too bad. But part of me is like, oh, man, if I had been in, I think fourth grade was my coolest costume. It's like if I had been in fourth grade this year and I couldn't do all of the cool Halloween stuff I did that year I would be pretty heartbroken <laughs> I had such a cool costume that year <laughs> I think about the kids that are like at the age where they might feel too old to be trick-or-treating this could be the last year that they would do it um it's I mean, all the kids in transition times during this year, I've I've felt I've really felt for the kids that are at the end of uh at the end of last school year were moving into middle school or high school or college. Um, this feeling of not knowing and like we're missing out on something. And some yeah. kids aren't gonna know. The babies, they're not gonna know yeah. that they're missing out on being dragged out at night by their parents and being taken to house to house. But the ones that know what they're missing and especially the ones that are like, "Mm, I don't know if I can get away with it next year. I, I, I hope that part of the side effect of us all having to sort of reframe how we uh, think about Halloween this year, I kind of hope that that idea of being too old sort of mm-hmm. just disappears. I kind of hope that there's a whole bunch of teens next year who are like, look, COVID took a trick or treat from me. So I am taking a trick or treat back. I mean, it's called trick or treat. Let's play a trick on COVID. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so kids are kids are still most kids are still going to school. Some of them are going online and schools usually do activities and things like that. So I can imagine creative teachers out there everywhere doing stuff you know people can wear can wear different costumes on zoom right they might be able to do mm-hmm. things you know like i can imagine the classroom is just full of, of kids in, in costume and stuff like that so it, it would probably be i think i think it'll be different i think I, I liked what you said at the beginning you think it's you know we've we've paused uh halloween I would I would hope that uh, some families that are super into it or some towns that are super into it that have parades and stuff they just delay it right it's like no no, no like you know, maybe maybe in a few months, or you know, maybe next year we'll have two parades or something like that, right? Like, like you were saying, <laughs> like, well, that we we won't forget, we won't let let this be a complete loss. You know, I do like the idea that actually, oh, <laughs> I wish, I just wish that that people would um, think about it that way more often, right? Like, we're just pausing for now, you know, and like things will. The world has changed, but a lot of things will revert back to normal, and we're just taking a break. The problem is that a lot of people don't want to do that, so so this is taking this pause is taking longer because people don't want to actually take take the a break and and t- take a step back. So I'm I'm hoping that this is one of those moments where we get creative, we can do things, we like like still have fun and do some sort of version out of it online, and and not um, put people at risk. Like where I work, yes. like after Thanksgiving, like like everything we're shut down. Like nobody's coming back after Thanksgiving. They haven't said as much, but I'm assuming it's because you 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 must assume that people are going to 
congregate on Thanksgiving. And it's like, yeah, we're not taking any chances. Like already, like from the summer, we decided nobody's coming back to the office at all or on campus after Thanksgiving because we're assuming people are not going to uh, be careful and, and make things worse. So I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm still hopeful about what versions, you know, what, what it'll be like um, to, to have a digital Halloween. I do think, um, you know, although it sucks to like lose out on some things that you were looking forward to, I do think that this is a, an opportunity to be really present and mindful about what kinds of traditions. God damn it. That's right. <laughs> I can't even I can't even look at the screen now. Uh, what kind of traditions that you want to have and and maintain with your your family and your loved ones? What kind of, you know, new rituals that you want to have? I'm, you know, uh, I don't know if well, maybe I have enough prep time for it. I don't know if I like my neighbors enough to do it, but there you know, there's something to be said about instead of like the traditional trick or treating is like making uh, a little goodie bag of stuff for your neighbors and dropping it off, you know, during the week of Halloween or setting up, you know, something in your in your front yard for people to see and, and you know, have have that kind of interaction. I'm thinking of like, you know, maybe this is the opportunity to try out some like old, ye old timey hobbies. Uh, somebody I follow on TikTok keeps posting pictures of all of their like rare genetic corn. <laughs> it's just really cool to see all of these really pretty different colored corn. Corns? Corn. Corn. Corns? Ears of corn. <laughs> of corn. Many different, e- many different <laughs> colors of ears of corns. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of of stuff that my friends and I can do. Um, I think probably what we'll do is we'll have a uh, a game night and do like Jackbox games and stuff like that. But try and like go themed with it. Try and keep it like Halloween themed or spooky themed or whatever. Um, just to sort of add that that extra. Halloweeny flavor on top. Halloweeny flavor. That's 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 what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we can, you know, that we can adapt and Halloweenify our our current situation and still and still have fun. On November 7th, the Geek Therapy community is participating in the annual Extra Life Marathon, where we play games for 24 hours to raise funds for Children's Miracles Network hospitals around the world. Since 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $40 million for sick and injured kids. If you want to help out, you have two options available at geektherapy.com slash extralife. First, you can join our team called Rare Candy, which Lara has been running for eight years, and raise funds from family and friends and play on November 7th. Or you can donate right now to any member of Rare Candy. On November 7th, Geek Therapy will be streaming live for 24 hours on Twitch at twitch.tv slash geektherapy as we continue to raise funds on game day. Visit geektherapy.com slash extralife to learn more, join our team, or donate. Thank you, and I hope to see you on November 7th. Did you remember the name of that game? It wasn't a game. It was a movie that I was thinking of. Okay. It was a the... I mean... he was looking up Snapcam filters for Zoom instead of Googling. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I Googled it. I Googled it. Um, um, I mean, we can go from hopeful to back to, to like to the darkest timeline uh, conversation again. Um, but the, the movie I was thinking of was Queen and Slim. From uh, It was written by Lena Waithe. Are you familiar with it? Mm-mm. The the premise, uh, the story centers on a young black couple who go on the run after killing a police officer during a traffic stop. It is... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's something. It's a movie I've wanted to see, and I remember hearing Lena Waithe talk about it, saying, "Like, yeah, that's a that's a story worth telling." And I think it's it, it was. I was thinking about it in in terms of horror again in in twenty twenty and that part of of the fun of the season. But when it's tapping into things that are that are too too real, um, and I've I've talked multiple times about like watching zombie movies or even um the example you gave uh which was what were you talking about um 
the the even in um in Lovecraft Country that it's still it's the people right it's like it's the people like right now even though we have coronavirus and a horrible economy and all these things it's still it's the people that are doing harm to other people it's people being just like bad people <laughs> that is causing so much trouble and so much um, pain and so much suffering and it's like it's people's livelihoods that are at stake it's people's health that is at stake it's people's so many things that are that are at play and it's terrifying like it's a really scary time to to be alive particularly in the United States other countries are going through their very similar experiences but I'm I'm curious if if all of this, um, like you talked about the vibe being different. I, I was thinking about how, like, because every day is so horrific, right? Like, does horror feel the same? Like, is are scary movies scary to you now when you're kind of scared about a whole bunch of stuff all the time, or or other people? Like, what 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 do you what do you think of that? Because I've been thinking a lot about resilience and and kind of. Like when we started this crisis, I felt like I was, I felt a little better equipped than my peers. I had like, I felt, I felt like I was a little more level-headed at the disaster crisis aspect of it because I've, I feel like I've lived through worse things. I've, I've lived through way worse. So I was like, oh, we got to stay home. (laughs) This one. No, I can, I can, I can deal with this one. And that was at the beginning, right? Over time, it's been it's been multiple things piling on. Twenty twenty has been very giving, and <laughs> but at, but at the beginning, I remember that. So so I I don't know, like it's it's hard. Like I was saying before about the political dramas and things like that, right? It's are there does horror change from now on, right? These scary movies. Do we tap into different fears? Because, like, even some... I know, like, zombie movies and things like that tapped into, like, nuclear uh, holocaust fears and things like that, right? And there are, there, are, there are movies, there are trends that come from these ideas that that are that are deep-seated fears. And now, do you, will, like, it, will we have movies where, you know, will we have pandemic movies or will we not because it's too soon, you know? Like, what, what's, what's going to happen? Oh, we're, we're definitely going to get a bunch of pandemic movies. Yeah. I just for sure <laughs> the game that came out the the newest expansion or standalone of the pandemic board game that just came out this year in like August is Pandemic Hot Zone North America. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to be playing and watching and pandemic stuff is going to be here because it's going to I don't know it's going to play on the fears that we have and help us process the trauma that we've had this year. Um, we have historical horror movies like I don't know based on true events all these things that have happened the the creepy spookies the Blair witches that wasn't really a real thing but like <laughs> but yeah. there's like other ones different exorcism movies and, and things like that that like play on true stories and but what about like we don't have like we don't have 9-11 horror movies right like we don't have do we like yeah like, like I'm, I'm thinking out loud like what I, do we have i would say that the the genre that got the most impact from 9-11 is more the um like action thriller genre mm-hmm. more than the horror genre yeah but um 9-11 was reflected in a lot of media after afterwards in the years following that um, I know we talked about this uh, several months ago, 24. but when I was talking, uh, when I was watching um, all the Final Destination movies and mm-hmm. having the first Final De- Destination movie in 2000, strongly, highly features a uh, plane exploding and people dying and, in a plane. And, and then, that's a recurring thing that no, no. they talk well, about they, and deal with. But then it was off and, limits. Then it was off yeah, limits. Then, then they didn't... Oh, I got to look up when... The fifth one came out. It came out after 9-11. I know that for sure. Uh, well, yes. Well, it was well, like well, 2009? What we, what we had talked about was 11. that it was influential 11, okay. in the in the sense that like then that you wouldn't do that in movies, right? Like, we weren't well, yeah, it, it took them it took them 10 years, basically, yeah. to mm-hmm. 
sort of readdress that, right? Is they they did a, a cycle thing where the ending of the fifth movie is right before the beginning of the first yeah. movie. Surprise! Yeah. I'm sorry, I spoiled that for people yeah. again, a second time. Yeah, again, I can't, I can't quit. Um, it's, I think it's a good a good reveal. It's it's well done in the movie. But yeah, it's like it took ten years for them to sort of but be still, all like, but still, okay. no, but still, it, it may address Iron it. Fist. Iron Fist is a prominent thing throughout the series. The the plane crash and the and him disappearing because of it. But um, but but in Final Destination, like it doesn't re- it doesn't go through that scene again, right? It, it like it it ends at that mm-hmm. scene, correct? Isn't that what they show it where the main character is seeing it living it in a premonition and then he wakes up and gets off of the plane um, freaks out gets off of the plane and then they watch it from inside of the airport. They see and it you explode. see it happen. Okay, you see it explode out in the out in the backgrounds. Okay, but, um, but and I, then I throughout see. the rest of the movie, they're doing like research on you know they they have images of the plane and then from like forensic sites they're like here's you know this is how this part caught on fire and then this part ripped off and they're referencing all of those those pieces of data. Yeah. Um, and and Iron Fist was like seventeen or eighteen years after, right? Like, like right, right. I feel. There was a, there was a recent um, in the latest season of Rick and Morty, there was a, a joke that they did, where it was like, there were two towers and they were like, like it's too mm, mm, like we can't like they were they were doing a whole bunch of like destruction right and then they went to they were like no no like it's still it's too, I don't remember if they actually decided it was too soon or if it was had been just long enough, but, uh, yeah in terms of using that as a trope like how like. Like the Holocaust, like what effect did that have on movies? Like, did movies tap into those fears immediately after? Did it take a long time afterwards? And I don't mean like just a drama, right? But like in the sense of using it as a basis for fear, nuclear, nuclear war, like all these different things that may be historical. Like, how long does it, like, do we get a period of, of respite? Do we get to not think about it after the events happen? Do we get to forget about 2020 for a while and not tap into that as like a cheap way to to of, of uh, or not necessarily we're cheap? We're already like, anyway. tapping into it. Yeah, well, there's already I mean, shows tapping there, into it. Yeah, there in the horror people... sense, though, like using it as a way to, to, of, um, to mm-hmm. right. Like we're talking about horror. I'm using it as a as in the sense of like that is a fear. Like right now, it has affected me. 2020 sucks. I don't want to live through this again. Eventually, there will be films that will use that as like. The fear of like we've had movies that were like pandemic movies, right? Mm-hmm. Will we really have pandemic horror movies moving forward, right? Like for how long will it take? That that's what I'm getting at. Not not just like in the media, yeah. Like we're having shows that are like all on Zoom because it's very relevant, but as a as horror. I mean, I mean I, go well, ahead. I was just gonna say I think it's kind of just because it's affecting us in the United States, we're not gonna have that. There have been panda global pandemics that have not hit us that. I mean, people, I know people are dying from COVID, like, more at faster rates, and it's more people affected. But we have movies that are horror movies about Ebola, and people were dying from Ebola. Um, not just some fictional zombie disease, but, like, an actual disease that people have had. Um, but, but an excellent point of that is, um, that's a... The um, the those movies, like there wasn't an Ebola outbreak in the United States, and the fear, like those movies address, right? It's like, oh, there's an outbreak going through, like Ebola is going through the United States, right? It's like it's a it's a it's a fear of something that might happen that hasn't happened. Like it's it's different than reliving something that that has happened. I I think. I think that there will be stuff that people are making right now that is them processing the pandemic mm-hmm. that will cover many, many different genres. You know that they're making, you know, love in the time of quarantine movies right now. So it's like it's nothing's off limits for that. Um, I do think that for some people, they they will want space between living a scary pandemic experience and watching a scary pandemic experience. There will be, there will be people who will avoid that stuff. 
um, there will be people who seek it out specifically because they're like, that shit happened to me and it was scary. I want to see if they get it right <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I just, I think, uh, like we've been talking about, pandemic quarantine ideas are not like new to the horror genre. They they have existed before, maybe not at the same level of, you know, uh, zombie movies or um, huge, giant, city-destroying monster movies like Godzilla, those kinds of things. Um, but, you know, uh, illness, <laughs> um, especially, unfortunately, illness that causes disabilities are scary, and they do show up in horror f- fairly frequently. Um, so I do expect to see that in horror in the near future. Um do think that we are going to see uh, there there will be a shift i don't think it'll be a huge shift but like anything that happens in the world it has an impact on people and that has an impact on art and that has an impact on society and around and around the vicious cycle goes okay (laughs) we'll see we'll see i'm again i don't know I'm just going back on on, on events. I'm, I mean, I'm interested yeah. to see, you know, in the next 10 years, as there are horror movies that sort of touch on this kind of stuff, um, I am interested to see what, you know, filmmakers and writers, what, what pieces that they find scary, right? Because it, yeah. it's pretty uh, subjective what people are, are scared or uncomfortable about. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like for me is like the idea of like, you know, the 28 days later image of the the hospital in shambles and nobody's there and it's just the one person and then you're walking down and you see like a pile of corpses. It's like, oh, that's scary. But it's like, it's also scary to have like, you know, just the idea of someone who is supposed to be your protector, somebody who is supposed to be making decisions to to uh, take care of people and protect their well-being. And they are outwardly lying all of the time and not keeping you safe is like that aspect is scarier to me. So it's like that would be the, you know, for me, that would be the direction I would I would focus. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's like um, I've I've heard uh, people who used to work for the federal government in the White House and preparation, preparing, modeling for all sorts of disasters and situations. And I heard one recently say, "Yeah, we had tons of models for everything that's going on now. The one thing we didn't model for was that the president would go against the guidelines set forth by the government agencies, right? Mm -hmm. That it would be from within that the problem would come. We never, never imagined that that would be a possibility. That's definitely, but, but when it comes to the pandemic, like we're already at 220,000 people who have died. That's a huge number. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point, uh, there's a lot of nine 11. Yeah. Some people like that's exactly like, if you compare that to nine 11, like you're like, I remember when the first 9-11 movies started coming out and they were just like, you know, like based on true events kind of thing. And it was like, is it too soon? Right. Is it too soon to do that? And I don't know. Is it because COVID has been a slow burn? And like, we're still in the middle of it. Like we're, we're, we're currently like, I don't know how it is in California, but here in Illinois, we're starting to, we're starting to, um, for the first time, we're starting to put restrictions back in. Like things are starting to, to shut down again. (laughs) <laughs> we're f- we're just opening up more because our numbers have gone so low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's not the case in every state. Lots of states are, um, exactly. I think over 20 states it's are also going not, up. It's also not the case like within California. It's yeah. like there it's are counties that are going in up and other counties that are going down. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I live in a colder state, so that is that has a big influence. All mm-hmm. of the states that are up higher north are going to have different issues. And, but yeah, like- 220,000 people dead is a, is a, is a lot. It mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I wonder, right? Like how, when is it too soon to, to, to do that? We'll see. We'll see. The answer is, um, now, now is and soon. also never. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> okay. 
as someone who I mean, enjoys I don't, horror. I don't see any too soon jo- like comments on a lot of jokes that are thrown around. So again, I, I'm just it's a different yeah. mood. I, uh, it's a different mood. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's also just you know contextual is like yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a lot of um, adults, millennials who have learned to cope with trauma by laughing at it. And so I was mm-hmm. like, we're, we're still doing that. <laughs> That's still on the docket. And we've also learned to cope with horror. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there, there's, there's the golden ticket is um, when is the COVID comedy horror movie coming out? Where it's just uh, Tucker and Dale versus the forces of evil style. Comedy, Tucker and Dale versus just COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Coming to a drive-in near you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Drive-ins are back. Yeah. So as people who like horror, like again, I'm I'm I could I could take it or leave it. But as people who like horror, um, is there any yeah, like you know, just to put this topic, this part of the topic to to rest. Like, are you looking forward to or not uh, tapping into these types of fears? Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, really? Uh, I'm yeah. cool with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, I the, pitch me COVID your favorite. Your not, COVID's not the scary thing. COVID is not the scary thing right now. Oh, I'll watch some horror. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's not the sc- it's not the scary thing. The scary thing is the people running the country. <laughs> so that handmade I haven't watched Handmaid's Tale. Hmm, not gonna watch it for a while now. For a lot of people, yeah. COVID is terrifying and has that affected is, them, that and is true. and lots mm-hmm. of people have died. And this it's is why, true. like, I I, I that's get- the thing. Everybody's fear right now is different. Yes, but again, like, I'm I'm taking a more serious tone when it comes to the pandemic because. Like Lauren said, it's like it's exponentially the number of uh, oh, yeah. of of nine eleven, and nine eleven was had a huge cultural effect, and and we're still if we keep this up, right? Like it's like I I I I don't see how we couldn't hit three hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Either by the end of the year or or early next year, that is horrible, and that is yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is, I'm afraid of multiple things right now. <laughs> COVID mm-hmm. is still very high on the list because um, it is very much one of those things where like you, you can, can you, how careful can you be and still, and still get sick. And then it's still random. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't matter that you have health insurance and you're okay and you don't know anybody that's sick. That doesn't mean that, you know, it won't fuck you up or, 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 or even have long-term effects and, you know, like somebody just got it twice, right? And then like the yeah, second time the first it killed them. Reinfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were two reports of reinfections, but the, there's one in particular that when she got it the second time, it, she died. And it's like, that's. Oof. I don't want to see that movie. I don't want to see that movie for a long time. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're talking about horror, but but like. Like nine eleven, I think I think it will see sort of a similar thing, where it's like horror will touch on it, but not not in the based on a true movie or a true story right. kind of way, like action thrillers will do. Um, a little indirect. Uh, the thing about yeah, the thing about nine eleven is that it was terrorism, and you could punch terrorists in the face, right? So there was a lot of that, but um, in in terms of action and stuff like that, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, did did you see um, Cloverfield, the Cloverfield movies? I've seen the first one, the original. I I didn't watch them because I haven't seen the second or third. Motion sickness. Okay. <laughs> yes, I understand that. That um, I went and saw the first one in uh, theaters, and I had to sit in the front row, and that is the only time I have ever gotten motion sickness. I at tried, all and i was like <laughs> like not even on boats and airplanes and shit is like no problem but city ooh, that one was bad um the second movie 10 cloverfield lane is a very different movie and terrifying um and i think that that would probably be more of the direction that it would go um basically it is 
the premise, aliens, people are dying, cities are being destroyed. Um, this woman is on the run and she finds somebody and he's like, I've got a safe place for you and a safe house and I've got lots of food and all sorts of things. So she goes with him and there's another dude down there um, and it very quickly becomes obvious is like this is not a safe space. You are being held captive by a man who um, does want to harm you. Uh, and so it becomes very much this the the tension of you know at the time it was very much attached to uh, abusive relationships but it's very easy to reframe it right now in into the idea of covid is like is is it more dangerous inside with this human monster mm -hmm. who i have no control over or is it more dangerous outside where there's some other force that is dangerous and can harm me yeah um and so I think I think horror I, th I think horror tends to do that more frequently, anyways. Is they mm -hmm. they metaphor is more powerful <laughs> than than just straight up being like we're talking about COVID specifically. Have, have either um, of you seen that? It would it would be like oh we're in space and there's like this uh, space alien that causes like lung problems specifically, and it's like okay. Have, okay. have any of you <laughs> have any of you watched the happening by mm -hmm. M. Night Shyamalan? Like, oh wait, no, that's the um, the tree one. I did not see that one. So no, I didn't watch that one. But I, I I've heard of it. Yeah. Yes. So so basically, in that movie, it's. I wonder if they would. I don't think that movie would get greenlit now, because, basically, there is an invisible disease that is just moving through the world, and you can't see it in the movie, but you can you can tell when the bodies start dropping. It is like if COVID was immediate, right and. Mm -hmm. COVID is not immediate, right? It's like it incubates and it takes you know a while, and yeah, and I mean that's, that's also yeah. part of it, yeah. yeah. But like the happening, it like takes it to that extreme, and a lot of people talk about how campy it is, and I think it, it's that way on purpose, right? It's like you can't see, and literally bodies are just dropping, <laughs> right? It's like oh, so it's moving that way because you you can you can see. I think that's almost like too close to to now, right? Like I, I think. And all this comes down to like what I'm thinking is like that would be in bad taste <laughs> to do right now, right? Like who who would like maybe Hollywood wouldn't do it. Maybe you know, maybe a large YouTube channel might you know might do it. And and <laughs> because because who cares? There are no rules. Um, but but yeah, like a Hollywood movie trying to do something. Yeah, I don't think the happening would get approved. Would get greenlit today, for a while. I don't think it would ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Something that's spot on, I don't think would be like it's, and it's an extreme case of of COVID. But I am thinking about like, who knows, sickness stuff, things that are thematically related to the fears we have now. People are seeking it out and have been throughout the pandemic. Um, so yeah. if Hollywood can make money, they're gonna make money. I'll, I'll pitch you. I'll pitch you the scariest version of a COVID horror film for me. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. It'll be called Super Spreader. Okay. And Ooh, it's his main like character this. who gets the. You need illness. to. You need to make this known that you have a copyright to this. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So so. TM TM TM. <laughs> so so uh, the main character is is infected, and then they're going around like trying to warn and help the people in their family, but instead they don't realize that they're they're just infecting them all. And then, and and like because that 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 would tap into my biggest fear, which is like mm -hmm. my biggest fear is not, it's not getting sick, it's not even dying from it. It's the guilt of of finding out that I had it and spread it to other people, mm -hmm. and them suffering or dying when I could have done something to prevent it. Like that is that is honestly my biggest fear. This mm -hmm. is this is. Like, like no, like I'm not going to see anybody that I care about right now, <laughs> or even not care about. I, I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to make people sick who I don't care about. I don't want that on my conscience. I don't want to deal with that. That would be like the 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 psychological horror COVID version movie that I would pitch that I would not want to see yeah. that I'm not equipped to 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 watch. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That would be very scary. That definitely taps into a lot of people's fears, yeah. Um, yeah. especially right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one about a, the being in an abusive relationship or home, like that one is 100%. Like that is, that sounds horrible. Like It's mm -hmm. very successfully a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. That that one, yeah. yeah. there were scary parts in the first one. Um, 
but like I said, is that it was not an enjoyable viewing sp- experience. For the second one, I would I would recommend if you like horror movies, that's a pretty a pretty solid one. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's kind of like a trope that that's something that happens a lot, right? Like, like the survivors are trying to stay together and there's like this one person who messes it up or there's like the murderer is among us. And it's like, do we go outside mm-hmm. or not? Or we can't because the air is unbreathable or the the things can't, you can't, can't look in the eye. We can't leave the spaceship yeah. because it's space out there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Any other pitches? No, nothing. Um, Anything else you wanted to cover today? I just want to say uh, on Netflix, the movie The Host, Host, The Host, The Host. Host. It is it is a very much um, pandemic movie. It takes place during COVID. There are people um, doing a Zoom. That is the movie is is seeing the Zoom. Um, It's like just an hour long i highly recommend it it is uh is very fun i hear it is <laughs> i think it's like in the top 10 scariest movies but not the scariest movie i think it was on that list right in that article i uh i sent you no in the article that you sent that i did i've been corrected it is not on netflix it is on shutter uh, i am a failure it's also it's just host why are you lying just to people host. Stop look lying, i want more people Link. to watch it because it was a uh, you know i i personally i like um horror like shorter horror i like horror shorts sh- short films 20 minutes an hour um i that's why I prefer- like things like bly manor is good like it's short. yeah it's, it's got a They're little, nice little, little, little snippets it's 10 hours scary. long bly manor. yes but snippets yes, are scary <laughs> little bits little bits and and it's it is a show that does a, a pretty solid job of like each each episode is um telling its own story so it's mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah, I I just uh, I thought that was a really good movie, and that is very much I can't remember that it came out in like over the summer I think, um, but yeah, host very much it was like I I had a Zoom hangout with my friends, and then we logged off, and then I watched a scary movie about a group of friends hanging out on Zoom, <laughs> and it was just like mm, very much like it's you know it's it's ghost stuff, so it's like if you. You know, if you believe in ghosts, maybe it's scarier. But if you don't believe in ghosts, it's, it's just it's just ghosts. It's not that scary. But the Zoom aspect made it scarier because it's like that is my life right now. That is mm-hmm. how I am socially interacting with people. And so, adding that scary aspect to it, I was like, ooh, extra spooky. Okay, okay, it's new. Oh, it, it says the plot while under quarantine due to COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah. 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 Also, it says here on Wikipedia, not to be confused with The Host, 2006 film, or The Host, 2013 film. My bad. Just host. (laughs) Just host. (laughs) A Shutter original. Yes. Okay. Shutter original. If you have Shutter, you should watch it. Okay. Um, I do think that Shutter has like a free 30-day trial, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of thing I was referring to earlier where we've already started Mm -hmm. playing on the fears of now and and the things we have to do now so So, uh, like i've like i've said many many times before i think um horror is a genre that is either like extremely specific in 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 time or it is like it is good forever It, it always applies and um this is definitely one of those movies that was very much aimed at like this is the moment for this story right now and people are really going to resonate with it and they did. Lots of people have enjoyed that movie. It's very good. 30 mm. years from now, kids are going to be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. This movie sucks. I don't get any of this. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, cuz Zoom doesn't exist for you anymore. <laughs> it's all in your brain now. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just call the the police officer force, space force from their iPhone. I oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I regret that. Um, please cut that. Please nope. just snip that nope. one right out. Nope. nope that's going to be a clip that gets put on social media. That was at the like, one hour and three second mark there, Hustle. <laughs> or yeah. three minutes. Yeah. The... Um, 
yeah so so um yeah i mean we've talked about horror before very different conversation this time um as you can probably tell i am the thing i'm the least in the mood for in my spare time is to do anything uh that is feels horrific or feels like the real world um watching a movie about uh, people on zoom sounds like the fucking worst thing and last thing i would want to do right now um while you're like smiling grin- <laughs> ear to ear um so yeah if you want to hear me talk more about uh like uh, how exhausting uh, <laughs> horror uh, can be as an experience um uh me personally check out uh uh i assume i guess it won't be out for a couple weeks but um there's an the first episode of the second season of our anime podcast, uh, Otaku Ryo, is about this. It's about watching horror now and like just being like so exhausted by people's suffering. Like I am exhausted on a daily basis because of all the suffering that is going on around me. And watching mm-hmm. a show that was a that where the main premise is that this one person is suffering, uh, it was it was just I couldn't I it was just so exhausting. It was just like it was so hard to do and I don't I, I did not enjoy it. I mean, I did not. I don't enjoy the feeling of feeling exhausted. Um, yeah, I'm not uh, compassion fatigue, uh, vicarious trauma, all that stuff. I am. Uh, yeah, I, am spent. I, I think <laughs> I think that totally applies. No. It's not. It's not necessarily compassion fatigue, but it's like we are like. Oh my god! I'm going big psychology brain here. We are aroused in an arousal state from living in a pandemic and so it's like it is it is exhausting it's like your body is like i have been scared for four weeks can we fucking take a break well again like it's not it's not even like the worst part of this all has been like i said in in the movie that i pitched (laughs) in super spreader it is uh it's the idea that like other people around you are suffering like there's something about that that is taking a toll on me and like i don't i wouldn't find that entertaining i don't think watching that right now um i'm not sure when i would (laughs) but it is definitely um that's the the like i'm not so much afraid all the time as i am like depressed about the state of the world and the people who are dying and losing loved ones and who have lost their trip like like we had that one episode like I'm thriving right now uh in terms Mm -hmm. of like direct stuff but indirectly like i i don't i don't think I, I know things are not going well for a lot of other people and that um that has been very hard for me but that's not so much horror <laughs> so much um that's those are other, other feelings okay that's all i got anything else anybody happy spooky season happy halloween okay eat candy eat, and pumpkins eat candy all right so thank you for joining us for this episode of dc radio we have way more episodes and a whole network of podcasts tons of stuff (laughs) um on the geek therapy geek therapy network go to geektherapy.com to learn more find links to all the things if you want to reach out to us or comment on this episode um and talk about it with us uh check the show notes come to our discord or comment on the gt forum thank you so much for listening remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week bye pumpkin heads This episode was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above, including Mark, Booney, Lydia, Jamila, Adam, Doe, Gay, Pat, and Joe Lynn. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.